What's up, everyone? I'm BB Nicole. I'm Trin, and welcome back to The Beauty Vault. I'm BB Nicole. I am salon owner at deluxehairgalley.co, as well as founder at DHG Pro University. For the ones that don't know. I know. I didn't do it right. It's okay. I got you. <laughs> I got you. Deluxehairgallery.co. No, you know. You know. look forward to that part. No. <laughs> I know, right? There That's we got it about. right. We got it right. Okay. I'm Trin, CEO of Totally Trin, and I'm also your co-host here at the Beauty Vault as well as your co-educator at DHG Pro University. I'm bringing you guys all of the education that I know in the lock industry. Yeah, so- Hey, hey, hey. So let's tell the people what we're here to talk about today. Let's get into it. You guys, you already know every single week we come to you with a different hot topic, whether it's about the culture, whether it's about the beauty industry or just things that we're passionate about and our hearts are in our everyday lives. Today, we want to talk to the beauty professionals, For the sure. stylists, the barbers, maybe your esthetician, maybe you're a nail tech. You may have some experience with emotionally discounting your services. So let's talk about that today and the pros and cons of that. Yeah. So we will get into that, but first let's go ahead and check in. <laughs> let's check in. Yes, let's do that. All right, I'll go first. So I am sipping on a kombucha mocktail. You know, it's my favorite. Let me get it in frame for you guys. I have raspberries and watermelons inside and a little bit of mango juice and raw kombucha and, and grape and grape and cranberry juice as well. So really good. Really enjoying that. What you sipping on? Honestly, I don't want to get on here and lie, but this is the deal. My 15-year-old prepared this mocktail today. She Ooh. has been taking different recipes out of a juicer book, yeah. a juicer Bible, yeah. and creating recipes and trying different things out, juicing organic fruits. So mm -hmm. I am sipping on that today, and it's pretty darn delicious. Oh, I'll make sure that amazing. I drop the recipe below. Yes, we would definitely do that. So <laughs> how you how you feeling mentally? Today is really, really busy. I am a new home school. This is my second week yeah. um, schooling. So I am adjusting my schedule a little bit more. And But I really feel good. I don't mm -hmm. feel bad. To be honest, I think I caught, I think a nap took me for like 20 minutes before <laughs> this live. <laughs> I was tempted. <laughs> oh, so I'm okay. I'm okay. Mm -hmm. How about you? How you feeling? I, you know what? I feel like today went really good. I went to work. I never really work on Mondays. I got to the bag. And then what else did I do? Just, I don't know. Just today just flowed so good. I cooked dinner on time. I made a little money, had a little bit of relaxation, manifestation. I did like a soap, a bath soap with the honey. So we did that and just really kind of relaxed and got myself prepared for the show. And I'm really excited about it. I feel so relaxed. Like I'm glad to hear that, sis. Very I'm relaxed. Very, very ready to rock and roll and get into it. Well, let's get into it then. Okay. Let's take a moment, though, to shout out today's sponsor. This week, the sponsor is yours truly, DHG Pro University, baby. Yes, yes. 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 We are currently enrolling. And we've got some great stuff going on. We Maybe do. Tell them about it. Yeah, so we are enrolling like Trin just said. And for the ones that don't know what DHG Pro University is, it is a continuing education platform. And we focus on mastery training in cosmetology. So as far as what I do, I am the lead educator for all things hair extensions. Trin is the educator for all things natural hair care, anything you can think of. And I have an upcoming class, well, one that just passed and I have upcoming courses for the TDM Hidden Beat Method. I will be teaching you guys that. So look forward and to that more information about that. And I'll leave the application link down below in the comments. So shout yes, out to the yes. sponsor. Yes. Given sponsor. Love okay. it. <laughs> okay. You okay. guys better go ahead and fill out those job forms mm -hmm. and invest that money 
wisely, especially if you're looking for a way to elevate your income, add additional services for your guests. That's got to check us out. But moving along. Let's do, let's do that. Moving along. We have a question for you guys. We got a question. What's the question, BB? Okay. We have a question for the audience before we even get into emotional discounting. We want to ask you, what value does your stylist or barber bring to your life? Are they important? Do they give you confidence? How important are they and what value do they bring to your life? Leave that down below in the comments. And to all of my listeners, you cannot leave it below, but you can rate and heart this podcast and leave your comment in the review section if you like. Please do that. that. We love our listeners as well, guys. We have listeners. Yeah, because we want to know. You know, I'm a professional in the beauty industry. My beautiful co-host here is a professional in the beauty industry and i want to know how you guys feel do we bring value to your lives and if so how i would like to just insert how i feel i bring the value that i bring to the community go ahead go ahead you know personally for me i believe that from my experience of my guests that sit in my chair and my retention rate yeah, I have something that sets me aside from other beauty professionals that are in the lock industry, that are in the natural hair industry. Mm-hmm. And that alone, you know, gives me the confidence and it gives me the motivation to continue doing what I'm doing because mm-hmm. I'm giving my guests something that other stylists, mm-hmm. my or my protégés are not giving. Yeah. Uh, how about you, BB? I mean, I feel like, hello, I feel like I definitely feel that I give value. I feel like what we do, our profession is super valuable, to be honest, especially like hair extensions. You have to be very well trained. You have to know what you're doing or you're going to risk buying your client's hair. I feel like I give consistency. I give like the same look. You're going to get the same looks with me. I'm not going to let you down. So I feel like, you know, I feel like we bring a lot of value. We change people's opinion and view of themselves every day. They light up literally in our chair. So we are out here, we're changing lives. So we're definitely giving value, okay? Giving value, (laughs) heavy on the value. (laughs) Yes, girl, you know, here at Totally Trend, you know, we say that we're building confidence one strand at a time. You know, before you go to an interview, what are you doing? You're getting your hair done. Before you go to a baby shower or a wedding or, you know, special events that you have that you're going to remember forever and ever, you know, it starts with us. It starts with you in the chair. And so that just is a reminder for me of how valuable I am. You know, it Mm -hmm. starts with me. It starts with my hands in your hair, the time that we spend while you're in my chair together and the confidence that you have when I'm spinning you out of my chair. That's, you know, it's priceless, but it's it's, it's valuable at the same time, right? So do we want to tell them what emotional discounting is? I guess we got to, they're here watching us. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Um, I think, you know, I want to ask them also, you know, what's the important factor when choosing a barber or hairstylist, you know? Do we bring value to your life? And if so, what is a important factor when you're choosing us? You know, what are the type of things that you are looking for? Is it the price or the quality, you know, when you're deciding those factors? Yeah, we'll give y'all a moment to answer that. I, I, I put myself in a consumer's point of view because I consume other businesses as well. I feel like I always try to look for value in the actual experience. I'm really big on the experience because as busy as I am, as much as I work, when I'm going to a a stylist or a makeup artist or lash tech or nail tech, I want to know that, you know, you're going to respect my time. I want to know if you're going to try to do your best to make me happy or accommodate me or give me what I what I need. It's not necessarily about price. It's more about how I feel when I leave and how I feel giving my time to a business. It, it, it's not really about price to me because I'm in an industry where 
we do high services, the beauty industry costs a lot. And I know that. I know it. You got to pay to play. You got to pay to look good. So I don't really care about price per se, just more so the experience. And I definitely look at things like credentials, location, and how my experience is. What about you? I like that. I agree with you. I, you know, I really don't even have anything to add to that. Yeah. How about that? How about that? Period, Pooh. Okay. Pooh. But a lot of people may be wondering out there in social media world, in cyber world, what is emotional discounting? What are what are these girls even talking about? Well, we're about to get into emotional discounting. When is the first time that you heard about emotional discounting, BB? The first time I heard about emotional discounting, it was like on another podcast. It was another, put it like this. The first time I heard a term to kind of describe the experience was through a podcast, but I've experienced emotional discounting because I am guilty of that bad habit. And I am guilty of at one point in my career and one point in my life, not having like the confidence to set my boundaries and set my policies and stand on my price, you know? So, um, so that's I've heard about it. I've experienced it, but I really, until recently, like within the last few months, I heard what emotional dis- discounting is. And you can answer and then answer the same question you asked me, and then give them like the definition of what it is, or give them an example of what it is. So the first time that I heard about emotional discounting was when you brought the specific verbiage topic to okay. my attention for a hot topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I immediately could relate and relate to what you were talking about. Yeah. I immediately knew exactly what you were suggesting because mm-hmm. like you said, I have been there before mm-hmm. as far as feeling an emotion an emotional attachment to charging, yeah. you know, charging certain prices, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or like the higher your higher that price get sometimes as a stylist the look, like the more you feel like, damn, am I worth that? Like shit, <laughs> like, you know? Every tool that you pick up in the beauty industry, technically that is another service, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So to, to me, from my training, where I come from, I come from a Paul Mitchell background. Right. If, you know, every tool that I pick up, that's a different service, which would be like some places that you go a la carte per se, right? Mm-hmm. You're paying for these services individually Mm -hmm. so we get into the register we're adding up these prices Mm -hmm. and now we can't breathe now i can't breathe you know now it's getting a little (laughs) little heavy yeah because i'm thinking about your light bill i'm thinking about your i'm thinking about your kids you know that you gotta feed i'm thinking about you know that i'm honored that you even chose me to do your hair in the first place you know i'm thinking about all of these things i'm thinking about i'm still catering to my guests you know Uh i'm still serving you know my guests and so i say that to say that i've definitely been there more times and it is super stressful uh in the end i don't feel like i'm i won you know i don't feel it it kind of chips at the passion of you know of what i do it kind of chips at that a little bit it kind of diminishes that for me it was doing that for a while because i'm just like it's not making sense you know i'm working from sun up to sundown but i'm still my pockets are not you know i'm still not able to do what i need to do so this is not making sense one plus one is an equal in two so when you brought emotional discount into my attention i immediately could relate to just having an emotional tie when you are doing business yeah Um, so i want to say really quickly because we're definitely already in conversation and going back and forth with each other but i wanted to clarify what emotional discounting is it can be perceived different ways but essentially emotional discounting is being empathetic to other needs or internally having battles with like you know your value that's really what it's attached to but emotional discounting can look like as a beauty professional you work on a client all day everyone knows the price that they're going to pay and say you're a professional that does like a la carte services or add-on services say i spent 
about six hours on your head. I've done a removal. I've done an installation. I've done a color. I've done a trim. I've colored your extensions. I've colored your real hair. And as I'm adding this total up, you know, a lot of client, I mean, a lot of stylists start experiencing like this, like this, uh, this physical, like feeling of like fear and doubt and worry and like, no, okay, this is getting high. Like maybe I should take off my color service. I, I didn't have to charge her for color. Oh, maybe I don't have to charge her for a trim. Like literally trade, like doubting what your time is worth, doubting what you're worth off the thought of like this number being so high or this price being so high, which yeah. is actually what it's supposed to be. The price, if you spend six hours on somebody's head, they better spend a pretty ticket. But emotional discounting can look like in that instance where you kind of subtract and add and negotiate and kind of before you even present the total to your client, you've already started making decisions financially for them. That's emotional discounting. That's what emotional discounting may look like or how it may present itself as a beauty professional, right? You, so yeah, what, what would you, how would you describe emotional discounting and what it looks like for you? Or even, you know, another example for me is just not for clients that I've had for a while That's the um, one. that have been with me for an extended amount of time. Some of my clients have been with me five to 10 years, you know, yes. shout out to you guys. I love you guys so much because yes. I couldn't do what I do without y'all. But there has been experience with some individuals where it's been challenging to give myself a raise, you know, because that's, that's really what it is. You know, I don't have someone to do it for me to give me that extra dollar or two, but as beauty professionals, I do believe in giving yourself a raise. And I do believe as the economy grows that because we are valuable, we're we're next to essential, you know, COVID. More than essential. That, we right? were. COVID proved that. For sure. So the service prices should reflect. And there are a lot of guests, there are a lot of clients that do respect it, that push me, that, you know, I actually talk to a lot of my clients. How do you feel about this? You know, what do you think about this scenario? And um, shout out to you guys, because like I said, it gives me the confidence to to do what I'm going to do and stand on what I want to stand on because mm -hmm. I'm still... And there are still cases where I am growing and maturing in the aspect of disconnecting from the emotional aspect of it because yeah. I, you guys understand that I'm going to put my best intention, my best effort into your hair, right? Before mm -hmm. you even walk out of my door, you guys already know that if you've sat, if you sat in my chair one right. time. So the prices are going to reflect. So that is another example of emotional discounting for me and how mm -hmm. I could relate because as I've gone up on my prices and adjusting my prices, how I should be, how they should be because for a long time I was not charging what I should charge because I was a slave to emotional discounting I know and it feels great to be free it feels great to have control to have that confidence that I have now and to know that you you're the price that I am charging for my services you actually you're getting mm -hmm. a lot more than what my worth is. Yeah. No one can afford me, right? No one can <laughs> afford my <laughs> worth. Mm -hmm. But we're doing business and I have integrity with what I do. And mm -hmm. I feel that what I do is fair for mm -hmm. myself, for my family, for the time that is being sacrificed away from them. Mm -hmm. And the high quality products that I use on every single client's hair. Yeah. The scalp analysts that I do, the healthy hair, healthy scalp regimens that I come up with, you know, all of these things are incorporated. So prices should benefit for all our brothers and sisters out there. This is for you. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Emotional discounting can also show up if you're a hairstylist or braider or barber. It can also show up where your old clients are kind of grandfathered into a certain price and you've moved up your prices. But sometimes you may not want to move your older, more loyal people up to that new price point. I used to suffer with that. I don't feel that way anymore, but sometimes it can show up like that. Like you're, you're holding your policies and, and you're standing firm on your policies and 
holding yourself to a certain standard for newer clients, but you're allowing your loyal clients to see yeah. outdated prices. So guys, the other professionals, like if you're doing that, stop. Discounting number one is just a no-go and we'll get into why, but guys, stop. It's more, yeah. more than, it's more than worth it's more than value right there is no dollar amount you're worth more than dollar amounts right worth in the price of something they, they don't correlate but we just encourage you guys to definitely tap into this video and tune in because we're really about to get into it but there's some bad habits that we have to break and we're about to get into that now <laughs> we sure are you know everybody loves to save a dollar who doesn't love a good discount, right? Mm -hmm. Fashion Nova is always sending us 40% off, 50% off free shipping mm -hmm. and all of those things, correct? Mm -hmm. And we enjoy those. We enjoy those discounts. So mm -hmm. don't get it twisted. We understand. But and as a professional, outside of the consumer side, there's two sides of it. Yeah. On, on this side of the spectrum, we want to talk to you guys about why should stylists avoid discounting their services a lot of reasons Personal I can level, business level financial level you know mm -hmm. you should avoid it at all costs and let's talk mm -hmm. about why you know we've already kind of got into some of those things already mm -hmm. i want to ask you do you believe that beauty professionals hairstylists barbers do you believe that they should offer discounts and why i don't I feel that discounting needs to kind of go away in our industry. I feel like if you want to cater to a certain group of people, if you want to have certain days where your prices are, where, you know, could be adjusted, mm -hmm. um, that's different, but I don't, I just don't really see how the business personal level financial level you benefit from discounting your services yeah i feel I, like maybe if you know we are flawed beings mm -hmm. we make a mistake then it's, it's our responsibility to fix it yeah but at that point you know the service is already done so you're fixing that so i i wouldn't even necessarily agree with you discounting a service for the next time you know yeah. i feel like we gotta get away from that as beauty professionals for here. sure and speaking of like discounting when you mess up right let's think about this what other business structure what other business type solves problems the same day or fixes issues the same day in the same moment not a lot of companies do. When you call a company and you have a complaint, what are they gonna do? They're gonna take your issue down. They're gonna write it down. They're gonna reassure you that it's gonna be investigated. It's gonna be handled, whatever the case. And it's a little different when you're independent contractors, but you can't really solve problems immediately. You need to think, you need to hear the problem, make sure your client knows you have a problem. And this goes into conflict resolution, but you don't have to solve problems or issues the same day. If someone has a grievance, oh, my hair messed up, my hair this, my hair that, get some information, get their feelings, reassure them, let them know it's going to be okay. Get their information, ask them when is a good time you're going to call them back so you can think it over and figure out the best solution to the issue, to the problem and end it there. That's when you think it through. You listen to their problem, you listen to their issue, money should not go back because this is a service-based business. Now, if you're buying product or something that's different, but once hands and time have been put in, it's a whole nother ball game. So it's gonna be a little different, but give, give yourself a moment to reflect and come up with a solution. Don't just emotionally react and be like, well, here, get your money back. Or here, let me give you this for free. Or here, let me get, take a moment to think. Take a moment to think before you're doing anything. I think it's important for emotions to be left out of business in general. So as far as like services, discounts and stuff like that, I personally believe that discounts should not happen in the beauty industry. It makes no sense. You're not going to go clock in and they're not going to be able to take money off your what you made. I feel like immediately once you set a price for something, and this is just how my mind works, I feel that once you take something down, take something down from the price that it was, you're telling me it was never worth that. 
you don't even think it was ever worth it. So immediately no from me. There are times and places, but on a day-to-day -day practices in my business, discounting is immediate no. I know what it's worth. I know what it should cost. That's what it's going to cost. You know what I mean? And Absolutely. Not, to, not to say that I'm not like empathetic and work with people. I find myself now, instead of telling somebody, well, honey, you can't get it. I'll ask you, what is your budget? What can you afford? What can you afford to invest in your hair? Right? And when they tell me that number, now I'm going to give them another option that I can do for them. I'm never going to just be like, okay, girl, you ain't got no money. I'm not going to pick it my Message. client. I'm not, I'm not going to belittle them, but I'm going I'm to help you get what you need. It's going to be a win-win. I'm not going to lose. You right. know, so I don't believe in discounting anymore. Have I done it in the past? Yes, but I don't do it anymore because to me, it immediately says, just kidding. It wasn't worth that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> just kidding. And another reason why professionals, especially in the beauty industry, should mm -hmm. avoid the discounting of services is because mm -hmm. it kind of diminishes, it, it diminishes your image. It diminishes your brand. You're building a reputation of, Lowering your prices. So what does that say about your business? You're about yourself. You're you. unsure about yourself. You're unsure about your services. You're unsure about, you know, what your, your value. Yeah. And, and you're targeting. There we are tied again. There we are again in an emotional relationship with <laughs> charging emotional discounting. Right. You're giving no. And, and not only that, you're, you're, you're targeting, you're putting out a beacon to a type of clientele that you really don't want. If you're trying to give yourself a dollar, $5 raise for the year, and then you go and you give everybody a $5 discount here, a $10 discount here, a $15 discount here, and you're looking at your report at the end of the year, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah, wait a minute. I thought, where's that extra, you know what I mean? Where's that extra money at? It's, yeah. it's, and as far as finances, I want to like plug in because yeah, where is the extra money? And a lot of our extra money goes right back into other businesses. So when That's I think fact. of, I think about what I do, I'm a hair extension specialist. Anybody who has to go spend money before they make money can understand. And that's literally all of us. If you buy a product, that's already all of us. Now here we have product. Now we have hair extensions. Now we have different things. My vendors they are not discounting me. My vendors are not giving me no money off. That's right. No matter how many times I buy with them, I can afford to discount. My they might throw in some little hair clips or some bobby pins or a little paper band or some scarf, but they're not discounting their services. They're not discounting they're not. their they're products. Not. And we have to keep that same, we have to keep that same mentality. Yeah. You know what I mean? So to the listeners, we're just going to move on to another topic i want to get used to reading out what we see on the screen because you guys have no clue what we're on thank you for your patience for all of our listeners who are not watching us live you're tuning in and you're listening to us on apple podcast or spotify or anything like that so right now on the screen we pose different questions and we follow along with topics on the screen so right now the screen says how does discounting affect the beauty industry can a professional benefit from discounting? That is the question we're posing to our audience. And that is the question we're about to get into and give our take on. So sorry, we haven't done it this far in the video. We are getting better. We are not used to doing a lot of podcasts. We're not used to engaging with listeners because it's new for us, but we definitely see you guys out there. And we're so happy to have you. Make sure you review this podcast and follow this podcast out on those platforms. So, Trin, you can continue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So, the question is, how does discounting affect the beauty industry? Mm -hmm. And can a professional benefit from discounting? The answer is no. It's a big no. You could. Okay, <laughs> let me back up. You could def, you're, You could benefit because so? you're known for discounting. So everyone wants to sit in your chair because okay, yeah. you're really, really dope. Your hair, you know, you do really great hair services. You're providing optimum hair experiences. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you are charging the same price as homegirl down the street that does half the quality. 
yeah. half the effort and half the quality, but hey. So that is how you could benefit because you're retaining a lot of clients. So if your mm-hmm. goal is just to get a lot of clients, then, you know, discounting may be for you. Yeah. But if you're a professional trying to elevate your business to a an elite level, you're not going to be discounting your services. You're going to adjust your prices where it's fair for yourself mm-hmm. or what you feel like you're providing, the value mm-hmm. that you're giving to the beauty community, community. And you're going to do the work on the inside and you're going to stand on it. Yeah. So, how about you? Do you ha- I mean, I feel I, I, industry. to pick to piggyback off of what you're saying. Yeah, they, yeah, a certain type of stylist can benefit from discounting. Yes, technically anybody can. But what what quality stylist are you? Because my thing is, your books are going to be full. You're going to be booming. But I bet you there's going to be people who don't respect your time. I bet you there's going to be people who you have to have like 10 or 12 people because half of them probably not going to show up or change their mind. You're going to be dealing with so much that we try to avoid on a day-to-day basis as professionals. So yes, you will be booked out if you're discounting, but think about the longevity. Think about the predictability. Most people need to have projections. And how can you project your income when you can't even, you don't even know. When you you burnt out and broke. You burnt out and you don't even know who's actually going to show up. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Because if you're discounting, you're probably not doing deposits and things like that. You know, I don't know. I just... I think what you're trying to say is, what I'm getting out of what you're saying is that the the type of people that are getting the discounts may are a certain type of clientele. Yeah. And, and you know, yeah. And it's going to come with... It's going to come with a certain amount of... It's going to come stress. with a certain level of stress. And so it, we, we're... We're talking about how it affects the beauty industry. It again, it just really diminishes the image. It diminishes the brand. It diminishes um, the cosmetology school isn't cheap. It is definitely an investment. Um, so I just hope that the that the individuals, the future professionals that are in training right now or seeking to do that, that you actually yeah. get out here, you apply the knowledge that you learn oh, and right. do it. To the biggest of the biggest of the biggest, you yeah. do it big. What we were we talked about on episode one, you know, take yeah. making making it big. You know yeah. what I mean? And not only that, when I was in cosmetology school, they didn't really teach you about the stuff we're learning about no. emotional discounting, about pricing. I don't know if it's different now, but they were not getting you ready for the industry on that level. Well, let me stop. Um, not for me. I mean, yeah. I feel like no one, me, no one me taught me, no one taught like, you know, the bit, like it was to me, like I said, it was sample size. I didn't go to a big establishment. I went to a independent place. So for Surely. me, my experience was very much sample. I feel like everything we touched on was like sample based. I feel like I never, we never really dived deep into anything because it was fast paced. They were trying to get us ready for state board. I feel like you probably had an elite experience. I feel like. I was dealing with more of a new company, a new structured company. So it was in the beginner stage. I even had like an educator that didn't even know extensions, but was teaching extensions. So that's you know what we were dealing with over there. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I, I totally remember you. popping into your school and actually popping in and meeting some of the instructors there and seeing some of the future professionals that were there. And I was surprised. There are things that your school was offering that they were not offering. Yeah. So I will, I do want to say that, that you did get a lot of things with the hands-on with the extensions. The ha- they didn't, we didn't even touch. I did extensions at all. I did extensions because I knew extensions. You understand? When we got to that module, my educator, we were helping her show them how to braid. You understand? So for we didn't even do any of that. We didn't do any of that. Cutting and color and product and things like that. You know what I mean? Fashion stage work. It's like I it was a good experience, don't get me wrong, but I did feel cheated in some areas. I did. But anyway, moving on. I agree. Um, They definitely need to incorporate the the back end, you know, the the business side of it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because the business side of it is very, very important. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that look like? Doing our annual reports and things like that. I think yeah, it, we just, that I should the, be added. 
Yeah, especially when you're trying to establish yourself as a business, as a brand. Yeah. We did not get that education in cosmetology school and the amount that we paid, slide that in there. But, (laughs) so, you know, the moral of the story is that it does not, it does not benefit the beauty industry at all to be discounting services. I also want to say. Yeah. On the topic of emotional discounting. Sorry, I'm eating fruit. As beauty professionals, for anyone who's watching this and you feel like that's easy to say, but that's hard to do. We, we have, we've been there. We're not like, you know, coming down on anyone, but we're just saying how important it is for your self-esteem, for your value to eliminate the bad habit of emotional discounting. And it takes a lot of work and a lot of baby steps and a lot of courage to raise your prices or not discount people when you've done the work, you know, that takes courage. So if you, the first thing to do is to kind of recognize that you're doing it and be aware of it to the point where you start to feel a little more comfortable. So you're ready to make a step or make a change. So I just want to put that out there. We're not like judging or anything like that. We know that it can be hard, but we also know that it's not benefiting you to continue doing it. And it's not benefiting your, your sense of self-esteem either as a professional so and even another thing when you Mm -hmm. find yourself behind the chair and you are with a guest and your guest is like you know oh you know i didn't know you do you know you can do a little longer you can add some curls you can add some enhancements to the to the service that i've already had you know and you look to kind of include some of those things because they're already there you're building that relationship with them But you have to, again, have that confidence and have that courage to communicate and charge those additional service fees, Mm -hmm. right? So that kind of lets us get into how do you deal with these different types of scenarios? We have a new heading on the screen now, and it says, how do you deal with clients who want discounts? That's the question. And the answer is... Find your target audience. You know, how do you deal with clients who want discounts? Kind of politely rate yourself from those type of clients. Again, you will. I know that there have been times where what I want, a service that I may want or a product that I may want to purchase, is just not in my budget that week. Right. I'm going to understand that maybe there's an opportunity for me to do installments. Maybe there's an opportunity for me to, you know, do a, I don't know, work, work something out, but not discounting the service where you're still Mm -hmm. paying the service in full. Yeah. Um, That would be between yourself and your individual, you know, your clients and your stylist. Mm -hmm. Build those relationships. Every relationship is going to be treated as you know with care with it as an individual i can't individual. no it's okay on an individual type of basis yeah, I wanna, you know. mm-hmm. but um at the end of the day you know i think we have discernment you have to have discernment to know mm-hmm. if a client is trying to take advantage or mm-hmm. if it's a situation where they, it just may not be in their budget exactly. so you work those type of situations out like bb was saying you find mm-hmm. out what their budget is and you work within those means where you still feel mm-hmm. valuable where you didn't exhaust exhaust yourself or you you're not feeling valuable at the end of that service right because we right. still want our guests to feel important we yeah. want them to know that we're honored to do their hair, but mm-hmm. at the same time, we want it to be balanced on the scales. I will have another question to pose because we don't know where these professionals are in their their careers. We don't know if they're beginners, veterans. We don't know where you guys are in your careers, right? So I want to pose a question to the audience. Are you guys comfortable talking about pricing and money? How is the money conversation? How does that go when you're talking to your clients? Are you a nervous wreck? Are I'm a nervous wreck. About, you're a nervous wreck? Okay, are you? I don't so like talking nervous? about money, period. Really? Like, I really don't like talking about money. If I could just live in a field full of sunshine and butterflies and eat the fruits and off rainbows. of <laughs> that is me. When okay. it comes to talk, just talking about money, about anything, it's just uncomfortable pineapples i don't like it um but with yeah that's just to answer that question i don't okay 
I'm what an answer. I do uh-huh. you cope with those type of with that emotional mm-hmm. habit. That's a different story. Okay, I feel like for me, if you would have asked me this about two or three years ago, maybe three or four years ago, I probably would have said the same thing. But as far as having conversation about conversations about money with clients, it's so easy because it eliminates the room for like discomfort. As soon as my clients come in, I'm like, hey, you know, what what can we do today? What are you looking to do today? You know, I I immediately get the dollar amount out there. So if they're like, oh, I want to blow out. I'm like, okay, I see that your hair looks such and such. What style are you coming out of? Or what is your hair history? If they haven't ever came to me, I immediately talk to them like, hey, you booked a blowout. That's such and such price. I always like my first time clients to let me go ahead and shape you, trim you, hydrate you along with your style. That is an upcharge, but I think it's very necessary for people to get the service and I tell them a treatment is this, a cut is that, and a style is this. So that will be your new total minus any deposits you pay if you want to move forward. They either say yes, they either say no. It is not hard because people are saying they want things or saying yes to things, but they're not necessarily thinking about that number. If you are a la carte, people will respect you. Some people, but they will because some people, I mean, you know, this is my whole thing. People will, people are going to do to you what you're going to do one or two things. I've had experience girl where I'm on the phone and she's like, well, can you do it for the, and I'm like, this is what I'm saying. I have found myself in debate and by this time it's just like, but it's not up for debate. It's not up for debate. Just come on. And that's the, that is the answer. It's It's not not up for debate. debate. It's not not up for debate because there shouldn't be your, your guest has already seen your value. They're trying to book an appointment with you. Thank you. They've already seen your value. Now you have to believe in the value that yes. they've already seen. You got to yeah. stand on that. You got to stand and, on it, on your policy. Yeah. So, and not only that, to finish up, like, they're going to say one or two things. They're going to say, they're going to be like, oh, no, that's too, mm-mm, can't do that. Or They're going to say whatever, and then you you don't emotionally react to that because that has nothing to do with you. All you do is listen, oh, I can't, okay, well, we'll just do the blowout. Okay. They might say, my hair itchy or my hair dry. Can I get to put a treatment on it? Yes. You know, that's an add-on service. Treatments are this and such cost. Do you want to add that to your ticket? Do you want to add that to your total cost? I'm always numbers forward. Numbers forward. Because once you start doing it, guys, I'm talking to the people, to the audience and my sister. Once you start talking about money and getting comfortable with it, it gets easier. The next time you have a client, try this. You know your price, right? Everybody hates that. Okay, what I owe you. Nobody wanna do that. Nobody wanna do what I owe you at the end. So the next time you get a client, say, ask them what they're getting, tell them what it costs. If you have any suggestions, tell them what that costs. They either gonna say, no, I'm okay, or they gonna say yes. And if they say anything else in between, say, okay, no worries. We're gonna do exactly what you got served today. Now, don't be upselling if they don't need it, but if they really need more, it is our job to tell them. Um, Number one, clients don't want you spending money for them, and you should never spend money for clients. Nobody likes a pushy salesman. Yeah, a pushy salesman, but we have a job to do. And if I blow your hair out, it's happened to me. Like, I'm not perfect. Like, it's happened to me. I've, like, ignored needs and you know, it's backfire. Always give them what they need and let at least let them know what they need. Because if, you know, if something comes up, if you know they need the treatment and their hairstyle don't last, now you got a, a, a bad review because you didn't communicate. But as far as pricing, guys, let's try to be more financially forward, like with our clients. Let's have the money talk with our clients. I and love how you said that. Financially forward, definitely. We got to be financially more financially forward. Forward. We do. And realize, BB has some pretty calm and collected clients. So just in case you, you have some that try to put you in those situations where you're debating, stick to the facts. You know, stick to the facts. This is why I love my booking link. Okay? Because I can just send you back to my booking link. This is why I take deposits and this is why there are policies in place. And before you even sit in my chair, you've already gone through these these tasks of reading my policies, understanding my policies, signing off on my policies, 
signing off on my prices. You've had a chance to review, look at his prices, her prices, compare, and you've made an appointment with me. You paid 50% towards your service, right? But you will get a guest every now and then yeah. that will get in your chair and they will say, well, you know, oh, oh, I didn't know that hair was that that short. You can, can you, you think you can braid it a little longer? You know, and then there has to be an action there. So do you, what do you usually do there? Like in all honesty, do you emotionally discount? Or I emotionally discount? discount because what I've done in the past for the majority of the part is just kind of say, okay. And instead of stopping, because now I'm in the flow, you done caught me slipping. Because I'm, I'm into it, now. you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. and time is on my mind, and you know I'm providing a service, I'm making sure the environment's right for you. you got your movie, you got your water, whatever, and like, I wanted to kind of rub across my booty. Now I'm like, okay, but I literally need to stop and do some math right now. How much time is this gonna take? This was supposed to be planned before you even sat in my chair. That's the whole point of the book and link and things like that. But to be honest and to be transparent, I find myself in those situations and I'm pretty sure that there are other professionals who have to, hey, you know, can you put a little, you know, do a little oh, razzle dazzle. Yeah, <laughs> do a little razzle dazzle on there. Uh -huh. me, as, me as a stylist, I learned that I need to be prepared for that. I need to be prepared for from yes. when my guests come and they say, okay, give me 12 more inches, you know. Do I even have time to do that? Is that even what my schedule permits for the day? If if so, how can I charge my value when one, this isn't the time that I mentally prepare for. So immediately I need a little, you know, I need a little, little extra on the top. And why not? Do you and, but do I charge it? I'm thinking all of these things in my mind. All this stuff is going on in my mind, like, yeah, you know, this is okay. Mm -hmm. And then when it's time to go when it's time to charge them and they looking all beautiful and they're glowing and they didn't have plans before but now they making plans because they looking fly and then it's like oh how much is it boo can't breathe because now i'm adding up the numbers and i'm adding up the hours and i'm like well if i did this times this what is this little? and i'm like whoa you know okay well maybe if i chop this down and now I'm emotionally discounted. So I, I have myself in those situations, but how I deal with that now to practice and to get out of that habit is to one, just really work on being straightforward, which is piggyback on what you were financially saying. Forward. Financially forward, being straightforward and honest. Hey, this is not what I had. You know, this isn't what was scheduled today. Even if you do have the time, this isn't what was scheduled today yeah. because don't have the confidence to charge then just don't do it don't do it because the reality yeah, is they already they've already signed up for a service you know what i mean they've already agreed to you already have a contract that you've agreed to this is extra this is added on and you don't have to agree today you don't have to agree to those terms you can simply say like bb said no, no but how you communicate is very important yeah. how you communicate with each other is super super important we want to treat our profession with integrity and mm -hmm. sometimes you do have to tell the client no whether it be like hey i want to be platinum blonde today i want triple double process today and you gotta as stylists as professionals we are trained that sometimes the the business is no so get in the habit of doing that when you're charging as well can i ask you something so we'll just go back to like doing a service and someone asks for something extra and you already Oh, you're having an emotional reaction. You're stressed. You're nervous. You're anxious. You feel sick to your stomach. You feel like, oh my God, what do I do? Let's remember the time where you didn't charge your worth and you just charged them exactly what they initially wanted, but you've done extra work. How do you That's feel? Like how do you, well, how do you feel after you charge and you haven't did your work? Like say you added that on and you didn't have the confidence to, because it happens to stylists all the time. Have you think of a time where you did the extra work for braids and you didn't charge that? proper price how did oh, it okay. you, like how did that make you feel okay i misunderstood the question okay yeah. so you're saying that how did i feel when i spent that extra two hours on the client's head and i charge and i didn't charge anything okay. extra yeah well you emotionally discounted how did oh, it's, you it's, feel? it's a lot of negative things i'm i'm it's for some reason i'm even more tired 
you know, I kind of, I'm disappointed in myself mm-hmm. because Same. I took time away. This is, t- this is two hours that I took away from my kids, my family, something that I could have done for myself, something to make my business grow. Cause I'm always looking for ways to grow, right. Mm-hmm. To elevate. This was just, sometimes I feel defeated. Now there Mm -hmm. has been times where I've done it and my, you know, it it, it doesn't affect me. It's just like, oh, I've done my good deed Mm -hmm. for the day, right? But the reality is four or five of those days like that, Mm -hmm. where I'm thinking I've done my good deed for the day, I've done Mm -hmm. my due diligence Mm -hmm. and I'm compromising my business. You know what I'm saying? I can find 17 other ways to give back, to pay it forward, to do my good deed where it's not affecting my business, where it's not taking food out of my kid's mouth, because that's how I mentally break it. Yeah. That's how I process it. Process it. So tell me this, like you were talking about, we have finding your target audience underneath this as a section. And you made a comment earlier about my clientele. I want us to both tell a little bit, you know, about our clientele, because just like you were saying, you know, you said that my clients may not talk or say anything back. They they have before I niche down. I did have people that made me feel little. I did have people that made me feel like I was just ridiculously pricing and asking for too much. And when I tell you guys, this was when my services were less than what they are now. So when that was happening to me, my services weren't even high. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was like people were making me feel like crap about stuff that, you know, anyway, my clientele, they are like professionals. They are business professionals. And that doesn't mean they don't financially struggle, but they 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 find value in what I do. So I feel like niching down my target market, I mostly do hair extensions and microlinks. So Finding my target target market has actually helped my business in a lot of ways. And just like you, I feel like you're niche down to now. So how would you describe your audience that you provide services to now? Do you how were they back when you were emotionally discounted heavily to compared to now? 90 98.6% of my clientele rocks. Like mm-hmm. We're family. We're I, one. Yeah, we have understanding. Which mm-hmm. they're elevating me. When I speak of my experiences, if I've done your hair one time, you're going to be my client forever or whatever future said. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, <laughs> you're part of the collection. <laughs> um, I'll speak from experience throughout my whole career. Yeah. Not just from my whole career. Right. Over 15 years. So not so if I'm, I'm not talking about my client last week or the, or last month exactly. or even last year, I just like to be transparent and speak and be the voice of people who may be going through these things now. Because I, like I said, I implement things. And, and even when you have those policies in the place and you have a professional content, you're going to have a straggler come along every now and then and try to, and try to manipulate you into a little discount, right? It just happens. That's the nature of the beast. We all like to save money, but how we deal with it, we just communicate in a res- in the most respectful way where you're respecting yourself, you're respecting your business because your business is your baby. Your business is your child as well, so you got to treat it as such. Mm-hmm. And you, you keep that mindset, it helps you to really eliminate the emotional aspect of it. Your kid yeah. gets mad because she wants a cookie and she's had 17 cookies, no more cookies. And no she's mad, cookies. she's upset. But it's, you take the emotional aspect outside of it because it's like, no, this does not bring value to your life. And it's not going to bring value to my life because you're going to be throwing up and I'm going to have to clean it. So here we go. That's just a, you know, just another example. Stragglers are going to come. <laughs> you're going to get, you're going to get the stragglers for sure. Literally. Oh, what's our next topic? Um, yeah. So, you know, deal with your clients to be respectful. We've really gotten to the pros and the cons of discounting. That's what we've been talking about the whole time. I don't really feel like you benefit from it. If Now, if you are a, I feel like the only time you really do benefit is if you're just getting your feet wet. If you are a professional and you're getting out into the industry and you're a new professional, you're trying to your goal is to create your lookbook, to get get your reviews, to get yeah. your word of mouth out there, yeah. to gain exposure, to get that social proof, to build your clientele. Then those may be situations where you you 
do have some discounting with the services. You know what I'm saying? But then again, you are practicing and you are creating habits now early in your beauty profession, your beauty journey, your professional journey, you start building good habits now where you aren't having to go through some of the things that some of us vets are still experiences that are still experiencing that we're still slaves to, right? So if you are a future professional and you're getting ready to get out here in the beauty world, Start out some good habits. <laughs> Create a plan. Look at what the stylists are charging for what it is that you're trying to do, what it is that you're trying to specialize in. Create, give yourself, find a specialty. And your specialty, you don't discount that. And you know, you may have other services where you want to build that clientele. You, you do those services and you may discount those, but your specialty, you don't discount that. Yeah. And once you build your, if you're good at what you do, which if you have passion over time, you will become great at what you do. Sure. And over time, you will build that trust with your clients. They'll become family and they will they will position themselves and position you where you don't have to do that ever again. Because that's what my clients have done for me. Just like Bibi Nicole, my clients are my family. They respect me. They value me. I look forward to getting up and doing my job. A lot of times, sometimes it doesn't feel like work. Sometimes it does. You know, yeah. that's just a part of being a boss, right? But, um, yeah, there are so many pros and cons. You know, do you want to recap? Girl, no. When you, you just spoke to me, when you said don't discount your top service, what you excel at, your niche, your it factor. Girl, I love every bit of that because you will never see me discounting any type of link. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ever, you know? So I agree with that. That's great advice for upcoming professionals. Don't discount your specialty. You're a specialist. And if yes, you wanna, honey. If you want to get training and becoming a specialist, you got two educators right on the screen. And if you run this clip back, DHU Pro University is the place, is the community you want to join. All right. Okay. Yes. Okay. 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 Let's move on, shall we? we so what do we got on the screen now for our listeners who are not viewing yes. our screen? Okay. So listeners, moral of the story, everybody stop. Stop. Pause. Take a pause. Wait a minute. Breathe. Stop and avoid emotionally discounting and charging your clients. Clients. Don't Cut, that shit, Cut that shit out. Cut. Don't charge emotionally. Don't discount emotionally. Keep emotions out of business. When you got to be Frank Lucas in the beauty industry, okay? Once business is handled, then we go eat lunch. Bingo. Once business is handled, then I hug you. Once you <laughs> once charge, once you pay me what I've charged that you've agreed to, then I will buy you lunch. <laughs> but my point is like and it's you know again we're not picking we're just you know you know how we feel about it we want we, stylists to feel more empowered we want you guys to have yeah. more control we want you guys to have a little bit more control in in your salons and your spas and your suites at home yeah. or wherever you're servicing hair at your client's house if you're if you're a mobile stylist whatever we still want you to feel in control because you are you are super super valuable hey we're gonna give ourselves we are essential we're claiming we are essential workers out here shout out to one of you guys when covid that was risking your life they were risking their life to come and get their hair done and you was risking yours to make them look fly okay during the pandemic so the fact is we ain't going nowhere no time soon. The beauty industry is an industry that's never going to die. Never okay. Ever. There are people that are tapping into this industry that don't know a lick about hair and are maximizing off of our industry. Position yes. yourselves, position yourselves, work on your inner self because that's where it starts. If you don't believe that you're worth the price that you're charging, you are going to be a slave to emotional discounting, emotional charging, grandfathering, $45, $60 retwist no point intended for for a really long time and we don't want that for you dhg pro university we're not having that stop and avoid which means don't do it stay away from it if you see it coming walk the other way okay 
block. <laughs> okay, put your head blockers on. Uh-uh, I don't see that. Discounting, what's that? Uh-uh, we're not that? doing that. All 2023 and beyond, and, and how are we going to do that? What? We're going to know our worth, and we're going to know, know your mother-sucking worth, okay? Yes. Your worth is never up for a debate. When is it up for a debate? Sometimes never. Okay. Always never. <laughs> Sometimes. But homegirl, you know, you know, I don't get, you know, I don't get paid till, you know, next week. And I just paid my car payment and, you know, my dog, he got hit by a car. I had to get his legs fixed, you know, homegirl. But I really, you know, I be loving how you be doing my edges though, girl. Like you is the truth. You can, hook, can you hook me up? Yeah, next week. <laughs> when you get paid. Next, next week. <laughs> <laughs> let me know when you get paid i got you i as a matter of fact i'm gonna go ahead and block out some time and you let me know if that works for you because if not i'll it'll just be open for a, for some self-care for me yeah next week i got you <laughs> okay next week i got you unless you you know i i, I have to work on that too because i put it like this i feel like you gotta you really just gotta practice saying no to that Unless you really know the character of the person. Yeah, for sure. If a stranger walked up to me and tried to do that, it'd be immediate no. If someone who I know has showed up every week, every month, for years, I'm going to look out for them. But that is my personal choice. In the same way. Off the rip, some, somebody who just found me, no, never. So let me be clear. <laughs> I look out for the cookout, but they have supported me with every price increase. From the low, low to the high, high. Those are the people that will I will accommodate for. And I just want to put that out because loyalty is... And we love you guys. We appreciate you We love y'all. Just really to make do. that clear. Really but do. if you just met me and you like my work and you want to see me now, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so I want to shout out my mother, her sisters, my aunties. We love y'all. We see y'all. They have a nonprofit organization. It is called Divine Fountain of Hope Women's Center. They just had their first fundraiser on this past Saturday. I was not able to attend, but I was there in spirit. And guys, this foundation is here to help women avoid, if they can, unwanted pregnancies by other preventionary options. Instead of abortion, they want to help you get resources to keep the child or go into other things like adoption and present yourself with other options. It's faith-based, no judgment, and they will help you get on your feet. They will help you reposition and redirect your life, and they, you will be surrounded by support, love. You have options for therapy, but you don't have to be alone if you are someone who is dealing with the unwanted pregnancy but you don't want to go the route of abortion, this nonprofit has resources for you, okay? Wow, that's really awesome. I'm really yeah. happy to hear that, that there are other women out here, other mothers actually, because yeah. I have the honor of knowing some of these beautiful yeah. ladies that you mentioned yeah. and they're mothers. So just to have a network and a community of mothers who have that experience and that are passionate about helping yeah. uh, helping our sisters so yeah. i look forward to yeah. seeing what you guys got going on congratulations yes. Yes. congratulations to you guys fine yes. fountain of hope women's center i will tag it down below we love it um yes. so i guess we're gonna go ahead and get up out of here how, let's let's go ahead and close out then. Let's close out, boo. It was a great show. One, this is not bad at all. So, guys, for the listeners, for the viewers, for the ones on YouTube, for the ones on Facebook, we appreciate you for tuning in to the Beauty Vault. We thank you for spending time with us. We hope you enjoy. No, we know you enjoyed this show, <laughs> and we want you to continue our following us and continue our journey on other platforms and i just want to also remind you guys to go to facebook and or instagram and find our education page it's dhg pro university on facebook again that's dhg pro university on facebook i am bb nicole i am the lead educator for extensions my co-host is trin and she is the lead educator for all things natural hair care so i'm gonna let i'm gonna hand it over to you trin and let you say your closing words. 
Yes, yes, yes. It was definitely an honor to join you today, mm-hmm. sister. And I'm, I'm glad to also hear earlier that we've been on the same wave of just positive production today. Yes. Uh, so shout out to you. Keep doing what you're doing, girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm grateful for each and every person that is watching this live that will listen to this podcast later on. I definitely encourage you to share it with any beauty professionals that are out there. If you're a stylist, you're a barber, you're estheticians, if you're stylist owners, you probably not so, so on, yeah. yeah, you can definitely relate to our podcast today. I'm grateful for each and every one of you. I'm grateful for the yeah. life that the Most High has chose to breathe in your lungs. I'm grateful for your talents. I'm grateful for your passions. I'm grateful that now you know your worth and your value even more. Even more. (laughs) And I look forward to you guys joining us back for the things that we have going on in the future. And yeah, yeah, catch us live every week, every Monday at 930. (laughs) Again, for the Monday at 930. Yeah. Sometimes we be late because I be late. Sometimes we be late. She doing better. I was on time. I'll be here. And today you were on time. Yeah. I was on time. Okay. And I took a nap and woke up on time. Okay. And it showed. The flow is just beautiful. All right. All right. So we're going to end this in four, three, two, one. Peace.